Welcome to the Geek to Geek podcast, where Beige has been bitten by a radioactive spider. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host Beige. Ow. <laughs> okay. Ow. Um, today we want to talk a little bit more about Spider-Man because I played through the DLC and you're back into it, basically, right? Yeah, pretty much Spider-Man in any way that I can. But yeah, I finally got to the point where I could stand putting mental energy into a video game again. It took you a little bit, but you're back there. You're finally it getting did. back into it. It did, and it's just a fantastic game. And even even Jennifer was saying, like, I'm amazed you're not playing Spider-Man right now a couple of times. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And so I finally decided to sit down and do it again. And just, man, the game is so good. Yeah, just it's, it's still, like, right up there for my games of the year. Like, it's going to be in the running for number one. I already know that. It yeah. depends on other things that come out. And I got to look back at the first half of the year because it always gets fuzzy by this point in the year. But... It, it'll be up there somewhere in the top five for sure. Yeah, there's no way it's not. Like, I do not regret getting the PS4 for this game even a little. Wow, like, that's impressive. This was, a, this was a system seller for me. It was the reason I had picked up the PS4 when I did. And uh, it's it's great. Like, just having it there for when I want to do something is awesome. Like, I don't even care that I haven't beaten it yet. I can constantly go in and just do what I want. And that's what I like about it. Well, and it's so at this point, I've played every one of the open world games that I was excited for from the year. And I know that next episode, we're probably talking a little bit more about Fallout 76. So I won't go too in depth, but I've played enough to know that Spider-Man is my front runner. Like it is the open world game that I've enjoyed the most and that I'm most excited about playing more of. That's fantastic. Like that makes me really happy from from a fanboy perspective, but it also from the the quality of where comic book games have come from. Like, have come over time. Like, they used to be kind of like movie games that if you had an X Men game or a Spider Man game or something, they were always fun, but they were never like top tier. These are not the games that are games of the year. These are not the things like X Men for the Sega Genesis was never anybody's best game of the year, even though everybody I knew loved it because we loved the X Men. Like, this is just a legit good game. Like, they finally stopped tying them into movies and TV shows, and they don't have to be tie-in games anymore. And that's recent. Like, that's really recent if you look at the whole history of video games. And I think that is helping a lot with this kind of game. Because if this had to be tied into a movie and timed with releases, like, you know what goes into development. And if Mm -hmm. you have a hard release date like that, I suspect that's a lot of why we got, like, shovelware games early. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah, there's no way. I mean, like, and they were doing it really recently because there were Amazing Spider-Man 2, like, movie tie-in games that they were still shoveling that stuff out. And, I mean, I haven't played it. Maybe it's somewhat okay, but I guarantee it's not this. Yeah, well, and so I finished this game, and then I was like, I want the downloadable content. And I haven't had that feeling in... I don't even know, like years and years, like I don't buy DLC. Usually I beat a game and then I move on with my life. And this is the first time in a long time. And I'm surprised that I I got hooked on two of them this year because Assassin's Creed was the same. Like when I finally saw the ending and I know I talked about that, like the meta narrative that they're telling, Mm -hmm. um, I need to know what happens next. So this happened two times within like two months, basically. And it hasn't happened to me in years where I cared about DLC at all. Um, And you didn't care about the Breath of the Wild DLC. That was one where you still haven't gone back and played it, have you? No, I still don't own it. Uh -uh. And did you do Hitman DLC? Because I can't remember because you were all in on that game when when you discovered it. But I can't remember if you ever did any of the DLC for it. Well, it was 
I well, it was kind of all DLC, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't really I because of the way that they released it. But I don't know if there was extra stuff after that, despite the continuous updates. I didn't know if they did something like uh, like the high store uh, turf wars or whatever for Spider Man. No, when I bought it, I bought just like the season because it was a whole season pass mm. or whatever, you know. Okay. Um, but by the time I bought it, the whole thing was out already because I came to it pretty late. I think like nothing released after I bought it. And if it did, if it was extra DLC, I didn't buy it. I just like paid for it once and that was it. Okay. That that's what I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if there was extra stuff afterward. Yeah. So this game I got, I went and like as soon as I beat it, I bought the season pass of whatever it's called. It's called what is it? I have a note in here. Um uh, the city, the city that never sleeps. Yep. So it's a three part DLC pack where this is the first part. It's called uh the heist. And then part two is Turf Wars, which is out soon. And then Silver Lining is part three. And one of the reasons that I picked this up, which I think is different this year, is that it's coming out fast after the game. Like most DLCs, if you buy, even if you buy the season pass up front or if you just wait for it to come out and you buy it like when it releases, I feel like they come out so far after the game that the game is like you're so done with it by then and you've moved on to like 10 other games or your head just isn't in the right space and you don't remember how to play. And that was one of the reasons that I never really cared about DLC in the past. And this year, like this game came out on September 7th and this first DLC pack, or not the first pack, but the first chapter of these three came out on October 23rd. So it's like a month and a half, you know, it's like nothing. It's great. And then part two is out in November and part three is out in December. So it's like three months just back to back right after the game came out. And that is like the main reason that I picked up this pack of downloadable content you know i still have hype from the main game because it hasn't been very long and i know that i'm like a content locust i have developer (laughs) friends that have told me that that i just like mow through the content and then i move on to the next game and they hate players like me but that's how i play it and that's how i enjoy games um but so this launching not long after the main game launched is super super appealing to me and that's something that that i find with dlc too it's like the new uh what's it what is it uh with the new xenoblade dlc that came out i mean i that came out almost a year i think after the the main game and i played it i beat it in april no may excuse me i beat it in may and i still as much as i love that game and you can go back and listen to me rant about how wonderful it is in in some of the other episodes but i still haven't gone back to play it that was one that i was mega excited for when they announced it because i was just coming off of it and if it had existed right then then i would have bought it and played through it and spent so much time with it but as it stands right now i will get it but it's not anywhere near my priority list it's not anywhere near the top of it yeah it's it's just interesting that they are trying different approaches and there's finally one that's clicking with me where i'm actually willing to spend money because there have been other things in the past where i'm like oh yeah that does look interesting i should get back to that and then i never do like i don't actually put money into it like zelda you know that's a really good example i want to play that i mean i'll probably pick up that like dlc pack sometime like the next time i have a plane trip or something and i just (laughs) know i need you know to dive into the switch for a while but i it's been out for a long time and i just feel no compulsion like i'm so far removed from that game even though i loved it um so this part one i i really liked it um 
just to give a quick rundown, it's like Black Cat is back and it's all about her and these mafia crime families that are coming back into. So the mafia crime families are coming back into power because Spider-Man took out Kingpin at the beginning of the main game. That's like the like very that's first tutorial level. Yeah. Like he 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 is the first boss fight that you have in the tutorial. So, I mean, that is spoiling 15 minutes of the game, maybe yeah, 20. It's literally the first thing you do in the game. Yep. And um, so there are Black Cat missions in the main game, but the Black like Black Cat isn't actually there. They're just missions related to her presence, but she's not back in town. So this game kicks off with her being back, basically. Okay. So it's all about like her and her relationship with Peter. And it's very interesting because it adds a complication to his relationship with MJ. And yeah. there's a it lot. It always has. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's so well done because, um, it's kind of like relationship DLC. I mean, it gives you a bunch of missions and stuff, but that's really what it's about in the end is about like his relationship with Black Cat and how he doesn't really like hunt her down, even though she's a criminal, but they have kind of this like working together, not working together. I mean, if you if you know the comics, if you know the story, none of this is revolutionary, but I like the world that they've created for this game so much. And there's like eight years of history before you get into the main game. You know, he's been Spider-Man for eight years. Yep. So a lot of things they can just kind of write off as having happened already. So he already had a thing that happened with her and they had a relationship. And now he's kind of in a relationship with Mary Jane again. And there's tension there because she's back. Um, it, it was just so well done. And like, I want to see more personal stories like this in games that are superhero games or fantasy games or things like that it doesn't have to be about saving the world it can be these like personal stories about the characters and that's exactly what's interesting me lately i mean my i talked last week about how the stories that i'm getting into on tv are the ones that are character driven that that daredevil and all of those it's about the relationships between the characters that are really drawing me in and that's that's why i like this game when i go back i stop playing the action parts of this game like if i'm in the middle of swinging around the city and mj calls or aunt may calls or uh or there's a podcast from jonah coming on then i either stop and perch myself on a rooftop to, to take that call that's interesting or I'm, or I'm swinging along so that I don't get distracted by something else while I'm doing it because that's what I like and so I don't want to be see the oh it's a shiny backpack over here or try to take a picture of a landmark or something while I'm swinging and miss something that is is very important to that relationship and that part of the game because I can always do another quant <laughs> I can always do another crime wave I can always <laughs> do another crime wave but those are kind of set in when they happen and that's one of the reasons that i want to do a new game plus run of this game at some point oh, i think i'm gonna yeah. wait until there's too much coming out right now and i want to beat all of the dlc first i kind of want 100 percent everything before i do that but i really do have an intention to go back and replay new game plus in this because i like the game so much i want to experience the story again yeah, and it's it's wonderful. And like you said, I mean, I'm happy to hear that the DLC that because I haven't started the heist yet because I haven't finished the main game. And even though you can play them concurrently, the actual story takes place after the main game of well, the main game. Yeah, <laughs> it picks up almost immediately after. It's not like seconds after, but it's it's pretty soon after the it's main game. It's not the ends. last Jedi, but it's within. No. Uh, but I like um, I like the idea of that, but I just want to play it in order. So 
but I like the idea that it's relationship based, that it's character based more than like I always go back to Clash in the Clouds with Bioshock Infinite as being the worst kind of DLC where it gave you an arena and leaderboards like you're scoring stuff like that uh, is not yeah. fun for me. That DLC, it's. It's a fine game mode. There's nothing wrong with that mode, but buying the, that being the first DLC that came out was really off-putting to me that I didn't mess with the other ones. And the others, the Return to Rapture, they're great that I've played through those, but it took me a long time because of the bad taste that Clash in the Clouds put in my mouth. Yeah, and this one, I mean, it picks up right where the story left off, and it's this fun, self-contained episode. It, it makes me excited for the next one, because like, I want more story, I want to see what happens next, and it really gave me that feeling of almost like a comic book, or like a good good couple episodes of tv where like i oh, want the next thing in a series which is fitting because since it's from you know a comic book um but yeah it it's like i guess to be continued because i'm gonna play the next one and i'm gonna play the one yep. after that we won't make a whole episode out of each one but this stuck out in my mind so much because i'm so i it's not that i'm against dlc it's just that i haven't picked up one in years and years because they haven't clicked with me and it finally did. It's just so weird for me that that happened. So and twice, like you said, with uh, yeah. with ACO, ACOO. I don't even know because the <laughs> other one was ACO as well. Like ACO squared. It uh, that one happened, and this one too. Like you said, it's just maybe this is a trend that they actually are learning that developers are learning how to tell these kinds of story. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that's funny is that um, I finished this DLC. I 100%ed this Spider-Man DLC literally one minute before Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. So like I, I remember you sending me that message. Like that made me so happy. Yeah, I was trying to finish it so that I could start Red Dead and not have like two big games going concurrently because I try not to do that these days. I just don't have the time for it. Um, but yeah, it was it was one minute before it released, and then I flipped over and I played the first mission of Red Dead, and then I was like, <laughs> it's late. I have to sleep. I'm an adult. Um, and you and you were off from work. You had a long week as well so yeah. this you were playing this and then it was really this perfect storm of awesome for you because you're like oh, i'm relaxing i don't have to go to work i'm gonna play great. this video game i love literally one minute later it's like i get to continue playing this new video game that i love maybe and it's just i i, I just love the timing of that for you like it really was just 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 serendipity that all of that lined up the way it did yeah it turns out when you like don't use pto because your year's too busy you suddenly end up with a lot at the end of the year and you have to use it anyway otherwise you lose mm. it i knew all of this but it's like oh yeah now it's getting to the end of the year and i'm still super busy but i have to use it or i lose it so yep. I'm, I'm making it work most of it gets dumped at the end of the year is what i'm going to do and just have like a block of time off which is weird i haven't had a week off straight since last december so and it'll be super nice when you do yeah it'll be good so, so i know that you were also wondering like is it a new world and like is there anything outside of black hat and it's not it's the same world um okay. no are, new zones or areas or anything like no, that or no zones or areas um i'm trying to think anything else it builds on that i didn't talk about there's a couple calls with miles that are good that kind of like add to the after story okay. i don't want to spoil it for you because right. there's stuff that happens near the end with him and then um the it is it's all based around Black Cat, but it's also around these mafia crime families. And another person that I'm going to forget the name of it, it's like Hammerhead or something. It was yeah. some guy that I had never heard of before, but I'm sure if you read all the comics, you know. Yeah, it's um, Hammerhead. Yeah. Okay. So he's 
not in it, but he's one of the driving forces behind it. So I'm sure okay. that he will show up in part two or part three. Okay, that makes sense. He's uh, he's one of the gangster characters in Spider Man that runs with the crime families. That uh, where he he has a really hard head, like he headbutts people, and like you can't hurt his head. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to. <laughs> I I had no response for that, which is why I froze up for a second. Um, I know. But that's what they're playing into is like the crime families and that whole piece of the lore, which I don't know very well, but it's kind of like Black Cat is trying to play all of the sides of the thing and the crime families are rising to power because Kingpin is gone. That's kind of the right. base game that's going on there. And I've one of the reasons I know more about it, I mean, I've read Spider-Man forever, but also that uh, some of the the uh, comics I've been reading recently actually had Hammerhead in them and dealt with Black Cat and uh, crime syndicates. So it was, uh, it was just kind of lining up for this to be interesting for me to, to actually be like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing now. Yeah, but I mean, I fully recommend it. It also has a couple other side activities that it adds, but I wouldn't buy it for those. They're just kind of like yeah. uh, a nice addition, basically. Did you get the three suits? You said you 100%ed it. Like, are yeah. they... Okay, did they get new abilities and everything that come along no, with it? No, it was a little disappointing. There are no new abilities, but there are three new suits. So, okay. you know, you get something out of it. They said that there will be new suits with every one of these chapter packs or oh, whatever cool. i don't actually know what they're called episodes releases chapters something something yeah, like you know that. i don't know i've always i've heard it literally just called the heist i haven't seen it called anything in particular yeah so anyway it's really good i can completely recommend it and i just had to talk about dlc a little bit because it was an interesting thought um it's probably for the main topic don't forget that you can send us questions uh our thanksgiving episode ish episode is coming out soon <laughs> our q a that was not a great sentence but i'm gonna roll with it um there's only a couple weeks left to send them in so send them we've gotten a lot of good ones but if you have a question that's you know burning a hole through your pocket that's not how questions work that's that is the like wow I'm, that's a powerful question. This is where my question. brain's at. Work has been a lot lately, guys. Um, but send your questions in. It, it's that time of year. Um, and then Geeky Off for the Week, as always, we have Patreon. Why don't you tell the nice people about Patreon? We we would really appreciate it if you would donate to Patreon. We have all sorts of cool stuff on there. Um, we would love to be able to get to know you a little bit better. We're looking at different reward tiers and trying to figure out what you guys want because we do this for you. And so we absolutely adore getting to know you and uh, to have your support to keep us uh, being able to do this. Uh, so if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash geek to geekcast and uh, see if there's something you can do. Appreciate it. Sweet. Um, on the network this week, Geekitude is always there. I'm not sure what they did because our episodes haven't been lining up super well, but it's always worth listening to. I always listen. And then Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. I know that they had an episode this week about Paris that I haven't gotten to listen to yet, but I'm going to maybe later tonight after I edit. Definitely soon, but I'm excited for that one. Um, with all that said, probably time for Weekly Geekery where we share what we've been geeking out about this week. What do you got this week? So I voted today. Like, Good. it's election day. We're recording this on election day uh, for the midterm elections, um, and we're recording this before any of the results come in. So this is all, you know, beforehand, all, all just day. And um, so my, the reason I bring this up is specifically is uh, because I want to say I hope that you all voted. Um, also, but not to even to get political, but there was only one national vote on mine for our particular uh, House representative in my district. So all the rest of them were 
state level, most of them were single unopposed candidates, and I didn't really like any of them. And so I wanted, I don't like people, I don't like any vote not being used, I suppose is the way to put it. Like, I don't want a, uh, I don't want an abs, an, an, an abs, what's the word? An abstention? Is that the word? Oh, I'm yeah. For? Like, if you abstain from a vote. Yeah. I didn't want to abstain from these votes because I wanted a vote on record. I wanted a vote to oppose these people. Um, and there was no one else to vote for. They ran unopposed. So I did what any America-loving person would do. I wrote in all of the Avengers names. I mean, I know that they'll do right by us. So I also wrote in the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man for one of them because, I mean, Peter does his best to keep his identity a secret so i didn't want to do that to him but <laughs> steve rogers uh, natasha uh romanoff all of them they all got uh they all got votes today because you know what i like the uh i like the avengers better than i like the unopposed candidates on the on the uh, local ballots that's awesome yeah i voted weeks ago i think i talked about that on air didn't i you did okay you good did. i won't dive into it again but we do early voting and it's been fantastic but yeah i hope everybody voted today if or yesterday as you're listening to this when this comes <laughs> out trying to think about how time works <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, i told gosh. you my brain is in a weird spot we're in the middle of a lot of 2019 planning at work and it's taking all of my mental energy i totally understand that so the other thing i've done this uh this week is actually tying directly into our topic um i've been reading a lot of spider-man comics and so i've caught up on most of the stuff that's on marvel unlimited and so i talked a while back about how they had this road to spider geddon uh like event reading list that you could get on marvel unlimited yeah and so it turns out i did some i did some reading and i did actual research on it to figure out what was going on and when it was coming out and it's already out that it's actually an event called spider geddon i was wrong and it is called spider geddon and they started i want to say last month it may have started in september um with a with a comic series called edge of spider geddon that's how they do these events in the spider-man comic with an edge of that brings in like gives you stories of different characters because it's a multiverse story so different versions of spider characters and so you get those and now they've got a spider geddon main story uh where there are going to be five issues i think four issues um I think five, and then they're uh, tying in with all sorts of different Spider titles and launching a couple of new ones that are just mini-series to go along with this, the same way they did with Spider-Verse. And I didn't want to wait until like February for the actual comics to come out, for the trades to come out, so I did what I have not ever done, and I went on to the Marvel app and I bought all of the current spider geddon comics all the tie-ins and just read them like wow. i wanted to read this story so much that i just went and i bought all of the digital comics because our local comic shop didn't have them i bought the ones they did have but i bought the rest of them on digital i, I guess i should say that i didn't buy all of them on digital i, I bought local whenever i could and uh one of the things that ties into this is that Sp because it's a multiverse story spider geddon number zero it was kind of a limited edition uh a precursor to the to the main story yeah um even though time wise it takes place during the story but either way you don't know that at the time um it brings ps4 spidey into the comics continuity that it is actually a story about 
the uh, about the PS4 Spider-Man of Earth 1048, which is what where he is um, teaming up with the Superior Spider-Man, uh, who's Doc Ock, and uh, they take down a villain. They do their thing, and then he gets pulled into the Spider-Verse stuff. So it's really interesting to me that they immediately introduce this new Spider-Man in a new universe, and then pretty much literally immediately go in and bring him into the comics as well so like all of this was planned and it isn't one of those where it's like oh well well, uh, you know and the nerds and the canon and everything it's like i wonder if you know this doesn't really happen i like this uh relationship with mj or i like this relationship with uh doc ock and it's too bad they don't do that in the comics and it's like they might now like you we might get more content on that story in a different medium now yeah that's and super cool i like that the art is great like spider Gen zero has some of the best comic art i've seen in a long time because it looks they did their best to make it look like the video game where it's kind of a pseudo uh cgi uh kind of alex ross painting thing it's like if you took alex ross paintings and tried to make it look like the ps4 spider-man game interesting it's, uh it's interesting like it, it's it's really cool it's like cell shaded alex ross that's what it looks like it's really neat and i really like it um there are minor spoilers to the ps4 game because it it actually happens after the main story of the ps4 game but there are things that i did not uh it's nothing i didn't expect it's things that i knew was going to happen just based on how spider-man stories play out and so it was uh i'm not going to spoil any of that for you guys but if you do read that and get into it then uh, just know that there are a couple of things you find out what happens and uh but spider geddon is really good so far i i just sat buying them one after the other uh because it every issue it gave you what the next one was so i went looked it up on the app and then just downloaded it and bought it um I think I was out like 25 bucks or something like that when I got the receipt. It's not that bad. Good stuff. Like, I really like it. And it's made me super excited for the Into the Spider-Verse movie this fall. Or this Christmas, actually. It's not this fall. It comes out on Christmas. So I'm I'm crazy excited for it now. Like, I've been, I've been reading Spider-Gwen uh, as well. And she's in that and Marvel Rising. And it is... I'm just really excited to have found comics that are good because for so long, I know you and I have talked about how we have these good comics that we like with these storylines and then we're done with that and the next ones just aren't good and we kind of fall away yeah. from this. Like there's nothing else good to read right then. And so I'm really excited. I mean, there are good comic stories. Don't get me wrong. There are always those out there that we want, but I've hit a series of winners here that have made me excited to, to read this stuff and keep going. kind of like I was years ago when I actually fully collected and was uh, like really engrossed in comics like Rob uh, to like now it's like oh yeah this is why I love this stuff Uh, because everything's tying together so it really makes me makes me super happy with uh, finding all of those in the Spider-Geddon stuff. Like, if y'all have read Into the Spider-Verse, just dig in and read Spider-Geddon. It is a direct sequel to it that is picking up where that story left off. That's kind of where I left off with Spider-Man stuff. I gotta read it. I'm gonna wait a little bit until more of those issues are out on Marvel Unlimited, and then I will grab it. You should just pick up the trades, because Marvel Unlimited, it won't be out. They won't even start until June or July of next year, but the trades all come out in uh, January and February. Well, okay. Uh, well, I'll keep an eye on done. it. I'll 
make a decision at some point. I'm True. I'm not like most comic readers I know. I can wait. I'm not like, I don't need all the stories right now. I'm happy to wait <laughs> until they're super cheap on a digital format that I can just rent for a month and then move oh. on. A lot of times I want to do the same thing. The, the reason I love Spider-Verse so much, that's the reason I did this. And okay. so I know you liked it too. So that's why I say that. But normally I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get Marvel Unlimited and read it. That's what I'm doing with like X-Men Blue. I'm finally trying it out. So, which is neat. It's the original five X-Men from the 60s. They got brought into modern day through time travel. And they're a new team that's working with Magneto as a, as a mentor. It's super weird and I don't know, but it's good. I like it so far. Okay. Yeah, weird stuff, but but good but good stories that are being told and that's really that's what I'm excited part. about. Like I haven't had good stories like this in a while. So uh so I'm glad to have found it no matter what medium it is. But yeah, and and Spider-Gwen, I've read all the Spider-Gwen stuff that's out there. I've read uh, all the uh, the stuff, and I'm really disappointed in it. And I did realize that from this, there is one Spider-Gwen Funko Pop that I don't have. Uh, there is a Gwenum. Funko Pop. Why are you disappointed and, in it? I thought you loved Spider Gwen. Uh, well, I'm disappointed that I that I didn't know about it and uh, that I don't have it, and I'm disappointed that there are no more uh, Spider Gwen comics to read. Like I'm gonna have oh. to go find out. Like I think she's in part of Champions and I stuff you like that. You're disappointed because... in the comics, but you're disappointed because there's not oh, more no, for you to because read. Because there's not more. Like I even okay. went and looked up the uh, the Marvel Rising. Um, TV show to watch the episode that was free on YouTube, and it's it's based entirely around uh, uh, Spider Gwen as well. But they call her Ghost Spider, like she gets weird weird names, but uh, they can't really settle on a name. But it's <laughs> they're really good. Like I really like what they've done with that character, and when they continue on with the uh, through the Spider Verse, well through the Spider Geddon stuff, there are going to be some crazy things that are happening in all of the Spider books. So I'm super excited about that because that they're they're my favorites. Yeah, I always liked the Spider Gwen series too. It's a really good run of it. Um, they actually week... finished it. Did you know that it is over they stopped it like it was not a canceled like they told that story and was done no i mean i knew that they were working towards it i think i don't know if i ever yep. finished it they did they finished it. it on marvel unlimited all the ones that are there they are that is the series of spider gwen and then they're moving on they just launched a new one and everything but uh called ghost spider to go in with everything else but it is not a continuation of that previous story it moves forward in time a bit but all the stuff was wrapped up like it's it's neat cool. they don't do that very often no not very often um i i did a bunch of stuff this week i read a book while i was doing other games i really listened to a book i didn't read it um but head on by scalzi which you mentioned the other week or maybe months ago at this point i don't know i add things to my reading list and when i get to them i get to them um but head on is a sequel to uh oh i'm blanking what's it called beige oh no uh lock in Lock in, thank you. Um, and this is his like mystery investigation series. And the world is really cool. And I like Scalzi, which is why I read it. I'm not a huge fan of mystery or like procedural investigation. And the main character in it is like an FBI agent. Um, mm -hmm. The interesting part about the world is more the setting because there's all these people who have this. It's like called like a lock in syndrome. It has an actual name in the world, but it's where Hayden's. like, yeah, Hayden's. Thanks. And they basically are like, they can't do anything with their body, but their mind is still fully active. So it's a world where technology advanced enough that they can like basically take over remote control of robot bodies and steer those around and still live a normal life essentially. And 
it's it's fascinating. It's a really fascinating world. Um, this book in particular was just okay to me because again, I'm not mm. a huge fan of mystery and investigation, but I like Scalzi. I like the world. I like what he's telling. So, I mean, I would still recommend reading the first one if you're interested in Lock-In. Um, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. If you, if you like Lock-In, you'll like Head On, I guess is what I can say about it. That's that that's that's good enough for me that the worst thing is when you like the first one in a series enough and then they drop the ball on the sequel. And Scalzi doesn't do that often. It's happened in the past, so I'm glad to hear that this one's not one of them. No, so that was good. Um, uh, my family surprised me with a new monitor for my computer, which I've been eyeing different monitors for like uh, literally years now. But I mm. just mine was such a workhorse, and like I buy asus monitors for my pc because they don't die which is great um but yeah. it's literally like the monitor that i've had on my main gaming pc is the second monitor that i've ever owned like oh i haven't needed God. any more than that so i've had a 22 inch asus that's like i don't even know how old you know my first monitor was a 4 by 3 dell monitor that came with my very first dell computer and then this was the second one the first time that i actually made a computer oh my so, goodness yeah, I was I was behind the times, which is why I'd been eyeing it. But like, I could never justify it because my monitor worked fine. Um, so my family surprised me. My wife and my brother and my parents, like, they all surprised me and they got me a twenty-seven inch, one hundred and forty-four hertz monitor, which is fantastic, and I love it. Yep. So I've been playing a little bit of a bunch of PC games just to see how they look, and I'm always like, wow, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> this is what I've been missing. Um, so that's great. And then one of the games that I kind of like dipped into a little bit was Overwatch, which was kind of good timing because BlizzCon just happened and they re released uh, another Blizzard, uh, or not Blizzard cinematic, but an Overwatch cinematic called Reunion. Have you watched this one yet? I haven't watched it. It's the one with McCree, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the one with McCree and it introduces a new character called Ash. So they also announced a character at BlizzCon. Um, but it's good. I mean, they're always good like blizzard is just so good yeah. at cg cinematic videos and i always want more and i just want them to make a feature fil film in that style eventually i would not put it past them to actually make an overwatch web series that works like traditional television i really don't put that past them if they f could figure out a way to truly monetize it yeah i mean i would watch it if it didn't have yeah. ads like i would definitely watch it so yeah. That's kind of, I've just been playing around with PC stuff, and that's where I've been trying the Fallout 76 beta, but we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. Um, I also got back into Pokemon Go by accident, really? which is weird. Like, I didn't expect myself to, but my kids wanted to play it again, and then when my wife and I, like, booted it up and updated it and logged everything back in, it's been updated. I mean, I know it's been yeah. updating, right? It's like a live service, so I knew that they were adding Pokemon, and I knew that sometime in the future they were going to add trading and, like, battles that were a little bit closer to traditional battles and friends and, like, sharing gifts, and you can send gifts to people. All of that's in the game. Like, I just missed the announcements that they said, oh, yeah, it's live. Like, I knew it was coming, but apparently right. that was in the past now, and it just flew by me. So like, I, I think I've missed the battles that I didn't realize that you have Pokemon battles now. I knew about the rest of it, but I haven't actually seen or heard anything about being able to battle Pokemon. It's still not what you're thinking. Oh. It's just, it's a little bit more where they like have moves and different Pokemon of the same type can have different moves and you can like use them, but it's, it's not traditional battling the way oh, that you're okay. thinking. Okay. No. Um, but it's, it's a step in the right direction. And mostly I got back into it because my kids were interested, but also I was kind of prepping for Pokemon Let's Go 
and I was like, oh, I got to log back into my account on my new phone and see where all my Pokemon are at because you can transfer Pokemon from Go into Let's Go. And that's right. where I actually care about it because that has real battling in it. Yeah, that one I was really interested in for a little bit because I did the same thing to get ready for Let's Go. And then with just where my mind has been lately, I've kind of just pushed that one aside. I will pick up Let's Go eventually because I want to get Let's Go Eevee. And that's just been, uh, I just kind of stopped playing Pokemon Go again. Like it was just, it just drifted away. It wasn't even a conscious thing. It's like, oh, I didn't bother logging in today. I'm walking down to the stop sign yeah i i don't know i'm just i'm kind of getting excited for pokemon let's go i mean i knew i was gonna buy it because my kids right but the closer we get the more i look at it and the more i'm like this is actually kind of a nice happy medium because there's no grinding in the game like Mm -mm. all of the pokemon encounters you just throw a pokeball at them like you would in pokemon go and then when you get to the battles that actually matter against other trainers or against gym leaders or whatever those are the ones where you actually do a full traditional battle and I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like, that might actually be a really good happy medium. And it's also a remake of the very original game that I played that got me hooked on the series. It's it's yellow, isn't it? Well, that I mean, I guess technically, but yellow is a remake of red and red was my first Pokemon game. So oh, okay. there's that nostalgia aspect to it, too. Um, so I'm getting psyched. But because of that. I, my left Joy-Con, I've had that left Joy-Con issue. Do you know about it? Hang on, I should back up. Do you know about the left Joy-Con issue? No. Okay, so on the original Nintendo Switches that released and the first set of Joy-Cons that were like released alongside the system, which is what I own, um, a lot of them have issues where the left Joy-Con will disconnect if you get more than like a couple feet away from the console. Oh, yeah, 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 I did. I did hear about that one. Okay, yeah, you're, you're, uh, yes. Okay, so I have that on both of my sets of Joy-Con. I have four Joy-Con total, you know, two sets of two each. Right. Um, So that if there's ever a four-player game that's Joy-Con only, I can do it. That was kind of what I bought them for. And both of my left Joy-Cons were having this issue. So the options were either, well, I looked at sending it into Nintendo, and I could have done that if it was within the first year of owning my Switch, but I totally missed the mark there because I was just putting it off because I was never playing the Joy-Cons. I was either playing handheld mode or I was playing on the Pro Controller, right? Okay. So it didn't become an issue until very recently when we got Mario Party or Super Mario Party for the Switch, and my kids were playing it a lot, and they're like, why do these keep disconnecting? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. So I told them, (laughs) I was like, just use the right one from each set, and that's what they had been doing. But with Pokemon Let's Go... I want one of each because I want to play multiplayer with my kids. And so I looked into, I could either buy replacements or I could try to fix it myself. So I found a video that shows you how to fix it yourself. And I was like, okay, how much are the parts? And it was like $15 worth. I was like, "Eh, let's try it. It's easier than buying new Joy-Con for like $70, right? Yeah, they're crazy expensive. Yeah. So... That's what I did, and I fixed it, and it was awesome. So it was like it was ordering a couple screwdrivers off Amazon that came in a set, and it basically said, like, this is for Nintendo systems without saying this is for Nintendo systems for liability yep. reasons, but I can read between the lines. And then I just needed a little bit of conductive foam. So you open it up, and you have to open it all the way up and take, like, basically yep. all the pieces out, and then there's one spot in the left Joy-Con that you just have to put a little bit of, like, conductive foam and then assemble the whole thing back together, and then it works. That's it, huh? That's it. Yeah, it's just, like, I'm assuming it just kind of extends the range of whatever antenna is touching that point, and that's all that it needs. Oh, okay. You know, because they're so small. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's all. And now they both work great. So I fixed them. It was it was a fun little DIY project. I'm actually kind of amazed that when you went and did that, that you didn't do what uh, I know Capsule J did and completely replace the outer shell of them with a uh, with completely different bodies that you can do a lot of customizations on it. And I know his was specifically to get one side of it instead of having the disconnected D pad on it oh, that yeah. buttons that you can get an actual cross pad that no, uh, I almost never actually use the D pad in games. It's very rare for me. And I I like what they have done because it lets you use the controller a bunch of different ways. And my kids right. use the controller all the different ways. So that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, we do the same thing, but I didn't know if that would be something that that you would be able, that you would want to take over. No, I, I take so under rather the ones that I really like are the neon blue ones that I bought. They didn't come stock with my console. I have like a set of the gray ones that came stock, and then I uh-huh. bought a set of neon blue ones. So I don't have the red and the blue. That's like the stereotypical what you see. I have yeah. two of the neon blue, and I really like that. So I have no reason to change them out. I'm happy with them. Makes sense. I I just have the I have gray and then a red and blue set. I don't have the uh, I don't have the multicolored or the yeah. solid color all together other than gray. Well, I started eyeing up colors and I was like, oh, I might do something different. But then once I figured out I could fix it for cheap, I was like, oh, let's try this first because I'm happy with them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my week. Um, that's probably it for tonight because we're doing a double recording. So we're going to record right after this and then you'll hear it a week from now. But you can write to us with comments, suggestions or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have longer discussion threads on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast. And we also have great discussions on Slack and Discord, and you can go to discord.geek2geekcast.com or slack.geek2geekcast.com, and you can hang out with us and talk and do whatever. And we also are a part of a podcast network, like we mentioned earlier, so go to geek2geekcast.com and see all of our shows. I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beige. That's Beige with two E's, and I blog at geekfitness.net. We've been Void and Beige with your geek to geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Maybe I got powers from that bite. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast today. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek.